Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Don't want to record to the cloud. I want to record to the computer. No. What's the cloud? No one wants to record there. <laughs> I don't even know where it goes. And no. Speaking of clouds, did you see Joni Mitchell at the Grammys? <laughs> I did not. I don't care about don't the Grammys. Either. I watched like the highlights I cared about after, like the next day. I mean, I'm bitter because I thought that one five two should have been, <laughs> but I love Boy Genius. I do too. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like. There was some elements of progress, but, you know, still the Grammys. Well, I saw Joni Mitchell won for some, but I didn't know what it was for. And she performed and it was amazing. And I'm sure you've seen like the Tracy Chapman Mm -hmm. videos going around. Yeah. I just watched the recap the next day and sobbed for like 20 minutes. (gasps) Because of that song? Because of Fast Car? Yes. (laughs) So good. It was very emotional. Did I send you the one in Brooklyn where those people were singing in the, yes, yes, that made me cry. There's something about that song that's like, it's even when I was a kid and I would listen to it, like in the car and stuff, it would, you know, like, I don't know anything about this, (laughs) about life, but it would make my eyes well up. Mm -hmm. When you watch the Grammy um, recap, were there any low points that you can tell me about? (laughs) We can gossip about it's the Grammys. Um, well, there were some like controversial moments. I think they're the ones that I saw in my deep dive um, were like Taylor Swift, I guess, won an award and dragged Lana Del Rey, who did not win the award, up on stage with her. Oh, which felt in, like an interesting choice. I mean, I've, I assume they're friends, so it wasn't as like risque. I just assume that everybody knows each other. And that they're like, why did she make her go on stage with her? Well, they were sitting next to each other and like hanging out. I think they might have a project they're not talking about yet or something because they were kind of dressed in a similar vibe. That was one of the, I don't know. So that was the thing. And then they were, people were also upset because she didn't talk about Celine Dion or like give her a big hug when she presented the award to her. But also Celine Dion is sick. You're yeah. not supposed to touch her. She's fragile. Leave her. You know, I get it. it. But also, it's like a big moment. There's a lot going on. Like, highly doubt that it was a personal slight. Um, so that was one thing. Jay-Z won and used the time to, like, talk about how the categories are people are nominated for things they shouldn't be nominated for, which I thought was really important because that's stuff that behind the scenes we're always talking about, how unfair it is. And just just the whole process is, like, very unfair. Oh, and Phoebe Bridgers, did you see this? I saw tons of photos, but I and maybe a few headlines, but I don't think I saw any like um controversy. Well, I guess afterward, um, at a press conference, told the old guy who found uh, yeah whatever that he could rot and piss, which <laughs> I appreciate. I did see that. I didn't know, but I don't know the drama. But it's probably fair enough. I mean, yeah. these people. Yeah, I think there was a lot of um, he told women that like if they wanted to make award winning albums, they should work harder or some bullshit. 
Okay. Yeah. That's, this is my really boring recap. You know what I did see that I thought was interesting <laughs> was photos of Ben Affleck looking like his, his mind, his soul had left his body. Every picture of Ben Affleck. But at the Grammys particularly, it's just like, I don't mm-hmm. understand. I feel like he gets in a room like that and just disassociate. Like he's out. That's what it is. Disassociated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he must just be like, I can't. I can't. It just seems like such a good old boy who like doesn't. Boston kid. Probably exhausting to be there. I try not to do the thing where I'm like, oh, I judge a celebrity because we know the parasocial thing is mm-hmm. talked about it many times and it's yeah. it can be really weird. But I will say I am not interested or impressed by JLo. That, okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's mean to say, but she, I am resistant. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, listen, sometimes just the human part of it, you're just like, I do or do not like this person, even though I know zero about them. We should know better than to gossip about celebrities we don't know. But this I, is me like, judging many photos because I'm, you know, yeah. I grew up in the time when we Detective. loved him. He was our Robert Redford, you know, him and what's his name, Matt Damon. Wow. They were really the the big thing coming out of like the the 90s For sure. when, when I was growing up. And so I'm just kind of curious about his life. I think it's funny too, because right, it's like if somebody took a photo of my husband and I hanging out at a social event every time it's he would look exactly like that right he would every single one he'd be like (laughs) that's really really true but then in life like getting him there was fun the car ride was there you know it was fun we have fun after we're having a great time it's just the act of being in an environment or just like being an adult in your life like if you were to take a picture of me getting coffee in the morning I look like shit you know I am a hot disaster (laughs) barely alive hanging on by a thread and then to have people who are like judging your life based on this and again I'm one of those people I'm not above this (laughs) but I can understand why it's like okay this is why we don't yeah it's interesting all right well here we are (laughs) I will say that the Phoebe Bridgers boy genius Julian Baker photos shoot the white suits was fun it was a look they're so cute I just love how much they're just leaning into what who they are you know yeah I do too it's inspiring to me the makeup the style or yeah. the lack of makeup I just loved it that was one thing that I did find interesting yesterday about or like going deep diving into like the Grammys in general or like award shows for the first time people Miley Cyrus for example she is becoming so unapologetically who she is you know, really, truly, she's like dressed like Zool from the Ghostbusters. Yes. Comes out like she looks so gorgeous. She's just like cracking jokes in the middle of her show. She's, I do like seeing people, no matter where you fall on the spectrum of like personality or whatever, just being like, this is just who I am. Like, this is who I am. Yeah. This is what you're going to get. You might hate it. You might really like it. You might have zero feelings about it, but like, here I am. Um, even Taylor Swift, I'm like, you know, she must not be able to go on the internet because it must just be so overwhelming and frustrating. And like, you know, I know how it feels to have like five comments and one of them is negative. And I'm like, oh God, I'm a garbage person. You know, whatever, who cares? Um, So for her, I imagine it must be protective to just like stay out of it and just keep doing what you do and like staying in your lane. But things like, you know, she stands for every single performance in every single award show, like everyone, 
there are people who think it's good and there are people who think it's bad and like performative or whatever. She keeps doing it. That's like what she is and who she is. And she's singing along and she's so I think for better or worse, say fuck off to people who have hate about anything that you're doing. It's good. It's a good trend. It is a good trend. I mean, yeah, because the internet comments, I was looking, there was like, I can't even remember what I was looking at on the internet. Oh, it was, okay. I also happen to love Dylan Nicole Sprouse. Okay. Yeah, do you know who they are? Okay, they were on The Sweet Life with Zach and Cody on the Disney Channel. (laughs) This is where like our, our... Our paths diverge. Okay. Well, I actually didn't watch that show. I might have been too old, but I remember it a lot. I remember it a lot. And I I just and then they grew up and they were on um Riverdale. One of them was, not both of them. And I it's it was it okay. I watched I did watch the first season of that. So that's how I remembered them that they were out there. And so one of them married a Victoria's Secret model and Barbara Palavin. And she's really cool and they seem really cool. And they like do like um this shtick where they go RV camping. And like okay. make little videos of it. And I love that nature and camping and RVs in general. So I'm like, they're interesting to me. You know, those people, you just kind of like get sucked into their orbit yeah. somehow. And you, I do like Barbara. I know her more than him. Yeah. Yeah. And so he made a comment in an interview about how he's happy. It's so, something really comforting and calm about waking up next to your wife and even saying the word wife because it just got married. Right. So I read the comments and they're just so mm-hmm. incel negative about he need he's a simp about all this stuff and i'm like it's such totally relatable comment you hear it all the time you when guys get married life. you <laughs> don't hate your every um, comment i thought for sure someone would be on there like oh i remember when i got married no it was like i don't know if it was because of the site it was like can't a canadian celebrity site like you know east canada and it was insane there were hundreds of negative comments and i was like who are these people it is exponentially in the billions for people with huge audiences. I mean, yeah, there was a Saturday Night Live skit last week where it it was like, why did you say that? Did you see that one? And, yeah. and it was Keenan Thompson was hosting this game show. And it's like, why did you say that? And then these people are contestants, but they pull up their comments on the Internet that are so insanely rude and negative. And he asks, why did you say that? And they have to like get to the they keep like giving excuses until you know, and they get to the heart of it. And it's like, because I'm so alone and any kind of human contact feels good, even if it's hateful or negative. Yeah. Yeah. So people are aware. Doesn't make it less frustrating, but yes, when you understand you can't engage with fire, you know? Yeah. Put it out, ignore it, throw a fucking blanket over it and call it a day. Yeah. Or exit the building, stop, (laughs) drop and roll. Exactly. By the way, the other day at 3 a.m., I don't know if you do this and I'm, I don't know, I, good. but like I'll get something in my head and I'll be like, what if there's a kitchen fire? And then I go on the internet and I forgot that I did this. I got this huge box that came and it was like 18 fire blankets <laughs> to keep in every part. Like it's insanity. I mean, we have fire extinguishers. I have a ladder that goes like I can throw out in case I there's it's goes it goes deep now that you're prepared you won't ever need it hopefully it's I do that all the time I'm glad to hear you say that I'm really working trying to work if it's possible on those intrusive negative thoughts because they are with, with three kids 
I feel like it's con it's like anything could happen. <laughs> and on my flight back to from Norway, I'm not usually afraid of flying, but it was just like so, you know, been away from my kids. I and I feel like I those things can take over actually. Mm -hmm. Cause I know some people, older people who like they let those things run rampant until it becomes their inner dialogue. Yeah. And I am so I try to like acknowledge it and then like Thich Nhat Hanh always said you pull it up like a weed and you don't want it in your garden it's one thing to be prepared though and fire blankets seem like a good buy it's like the things I can control yeah and then you don't have to worry anymore hopefully well because yeah. I got to thinking because our smoke detector needed a battery this is the train of thought uh, I needed a battery was it chirping yeah it was chirping yeah. you know the hell and it'll start yeah. at, you know <laughs> midnight after 25 <laughs> years just... ours are connected so one chirp sets off the whole <gasps> kit and caboodle yeah what's hilarious is when i finally changed the batteries the second i got them in and put them in the carbon monoxide in the basement which had not chirped once started going off and was like well i want one too so i did <laughs> um but i'm like well okay well we have fire extinguishers are they expired and then i was like well, do i even know how to fucking use a fire like if there were a fire i have these things yeah. but do i have to use it so then i'm watching videos of fire extinguishing and then it led me to this trail where they're like you know, better than a fire extinguisher is a fire blanket. Then you don't have to have a mess. You could just throw it on top. And I'm like, oh, damn, I'm going to get those. And I'm going to get us some to wrap ourselves in if we have to exit the building. So anyway, that's where we are. So, yeah, I have a fire blanket. I ordered it one while ago. I need to, I don't know where it is though. Somewhere See? in the pantry or under the sink. I need to find it in low yeah. and now it's good. It's good to have I those things. <laughs> yeah. Adam will be like, what's this on the couch? And I'll be like, just in case. Let's <laughs> have it out so Just we know where it, it is. Like a throw. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I was kind of here's my thing about this episode that I wanted to ask you about. And then you told me you couldn't help me with it. So I want to crowdsource this one. But both Adam and I have come to the conclusion that because there's so many streaming platforms, I don't know what's going on, but I there's never anything to watch. I there's never anything. And there's and there's nothing good. That's where I'm at. Okay, so I do love rom-coms. And I drug him to the theater to see anyone but you. Both loved it. I mean, not perfect, but good. And, but in general, like, I can't find a show. And I want, like, good shows. Oh, but then I was thinking we could do Rex. And I want to hear all your best TV shows, movies, and books. We haven't done one of this in a while. Okay, we're going to do a roundup. Um, so... I too need a new show now that the end of Grey's Anatomy has Did left a game. Did you finish it? Time. No, I still have that okay. one. <laughs> there, it's hanging, it's waiting. Last night we watched, oh, oh, actually I have two. Oh my gosh. Writing these down. All right. So we watched the, um, we are the world documentary. I just don't know if I'll care. Okay. okay. Here's the thing. I too thought I didn't care. Okay. And I was like, oh, I don't care about this. But it's the psychology and the drama of getting like the world's biggest stars in one room, all working for free after an award show, after tours, like through the middle of the night. I loved it. It was so much fun. And it's easy. It's like an hour and 15 minutes. But there were so many things that I was like, what? Like Diana Ross comes in and she like asks Daryl Hall for his autograph because she's a huge <laughs> Hall & Oates fan and like oh. breaks the ice and Bob Dylan, like watching his fear, like his general terror 
over interacting in a room of these people and like trying to find his place with his vocal approach. It was really hard to like spit into this group of hardcore singers. And so like he has this moment, I'm totally telling him the whole thing, but he has this moment where he has a solo. So they just, they've predetermined who's going to get a solo because they don't want there to be fights. And it's all based on like the way that their voices have contrast. He gets a solo and he doesn't know like how to sing it. He like doesn't understand like what the expectation is, you know, because he's like, well, what I do is not really singing. It's, you know, so like, how do I get it in here? And um, so he's just like paralyzed with fear and so uncomfortable. So Stevie Wonder, who I guess has this this gift where he can mimic other voices like really well. So he gets on the piano, he plays the part and he does Bob Dylan for him. He's like, I want to show you what it can sound like. This is like the approach. And he's standing there at the piano with him and they're like listening. And I like it, it was so sweet and so cool. It's just such a cool moment. The whole thing is really it's cool. I loved it. I thought it was very interesting. And I had zero expectations. Yeah, well, that's that's I'm sold now. I'm glad you because yeah. I saw that up on the screen and I was just kind of like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, I think you'll like it. And Adam will really like it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Also, it happened, I think, like just before you and I. Yeah, it wasn't a song that I grew up with. But Claudia was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. Love- Does it like 91 or something? I think it was like the late 80s okay yeah yeah or like the mid like 85 or something oh, okay because I definitely yeah. remember the song but I don't even really remember any of the details or yeah yeah it was like you know for charity and it was it's really interesting um so that's one and then last night have you watched Saltburn okay I quit I quit about halfway through I did the bathtub scene I was like this is no offense it's dumb and it's like trying to not be dumb and it's trying to be edgy. And I'm like, I know. Also, they directly give credit to Evelyn Waugh, Evil, I don't know, Evelyn Waugh, um, which is the book I read and the sh- sh- movie I like. And it's a really, really similar. Yeah, I um, I wanted to watch it because I'd heard so many things about Same. it. It's yeah. so weird. It's so crazy. It's so weird. I didn't find it to be that like weird and crazy, you know, like maybe for the sake of being weird, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't, it wasn't surprising necessarily to me. Uh, we did make it through because I kept wait. I made it to the end because I kept waiting for it to get weirder or better or more like surprising. Yeah. Should I finish it? After the bathtub scene, no. I was like, I don't care. I don't think you need to. Okay. All right. I mean, you know, like the gist of it, right? Like, you know, and another person I'd get a bad psycho. fake parasocial <laughs> vibe from is Jacob Elordi. So I'm just kind of like, no, I like the mm-hmm. other guy a lot, the Scott, Irish guy. But Jacob Lordy, I'm like, he seems not, not my vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about any of them. I'm just, <laughs> just like, judging oh, by looks know. and yeah. a few of his interviews. Like, yeah. Get me at weird. Like I'm in. Um, but I, I was like, ah, that was fine. Uh, so I guess it's not really a recommendation, but that's something I've been watch- I watched last night. I never watch movies. So two in a week is very impressive. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and we started the new season of Curb. Oh, I saw no, that. Weird. I've never watched it. It's funny. I mean, it's a very like polarizing. You're either like a larry david fan or not um so yeah yeah maybe i'll finish Selburn. it wasn't bad i love rosamund pike um mm-hmm. and overall like it was interesting what is the what is the evil and what book i can't remember do you Hold know what i'm talking about you i can't I, um, I don't um oh brideshead revisited mm. so it's based off of that 
And I had just recently rewatched the movie. And so I was like, wow, this is so similar, which is fine. I don't mind, you know, I have remakes or whatever, but um, I don't know. I just kind of was like, when he drank the bathwater, I, you know what my biggest thing was? I was like, I didn't quite understand his desire or motivation and they hadn't really made it clear. So are you, do you, I don't think you're, you're probably not. Gonna you can it. tell me. Yeah. And spoiler alert. motivation is that he is like a psychotic con artist. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's like, just like kind of depraved and fucked. I assume this is my interpretation. Um, but there's a scene and sorry, spoilers for everybody who plans on watching this, but um, there's a scene where the uh, Jacob Ellerty character takes him home he's like we need to like make peace with your family this is like with your mom and whatever and it's like nothing he said is true he lives in a normal house his family are loving he's lied to them about like all the things he is at school so then you start to recognize that he's like this is like a psychotic person oh well. mm-hmm. yeah so then like shit devolves from there okay well that's more interesting than i than i thought it is okay. i mean it is more interesting but yeah, I was kind of like, okay, well, that's well. I'm see, I finished it. Right. Now it makes more sense that he's because because I, I didn't understand, but now it's because it was part of the movie. I wasn't meant to. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I ask questions, and Adam's like, "You have to watch the movie to find out." And he terrorizes the whole family. Like he ends up terrorizing every one of them because that's the part where it's like you know he's going through, and you can see he's like kind of playing people. Like once he gets to the house, like yeah. mom, and you can see him start to kind of like get in the good graces and. Because they're, uh, they they kind of deserve it. They, you know, they make a good point of showing her with her like little friends who she likes to look down on. And yeah. yeah. And she's like, I, he, and basically at the end of it, he's like, I hate all of you. I hate you. Like, I hate it. I hate everything that this is, everything that you are. And he basically takes their lives oh. in many ways and then ends up with everything. Oh, does it get really violent? He kills everybody. Yes. Oh, I'm so, yeah. oh, God. I'm so glad I didn't finish it. I know. I was like, I don't know if you need to finish it. Oh. Um, but it's all like sort of staged as like different suicides and accidents. And then he like takes the house. The end. Wow. Oh, interesting. And no, no, thanks. Good. Okay. Well, at first I was like, oh, maybe I should finish it. And then you told me that. And I'm like, never. Yeah. I didn't know it went that. I did not. You know what I thought, what I didn't like about it is that all these things are happening. They like, they find the older boy dead in the woods and then the daughter like commits suicide in the bathtub. And then he, the dad asks him to leave. So he leaves and then he runs into the wife at a coffee shop. And like, while he's gone, it turns out the dad has committed suicide. And like, um, they accidentally run into each other. And then he, she invites him back to the house. And so he goes back to the house and then he ends up killing her. And, but like, I thought it might've been more impactful if you clear, like clarify that he is psychotic and you start to show bits and pieces yeah. of that out then, cause then they go back and like, explain it oh. all to the viewer, which I kind of hate. I'd I, rather leave it open to interpretation. Yeah. I don't need to like see the who done it of everything. I just huh. like let people connect those dots without giving them the, the dots. Yeah. The lines. Yeah. The lines. I guess they need mm-hmm. the dots, not the lines. <laughs> they only need the dots. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. It's a little, I don't know. I, I'm not going to watch it now, especially, but is, well, neither is anybody listening to this show. <laughs> we'll just, if, you know, you said the spoiler. So I'm either they've seen it or, you know. I'm sure. I mean, I'm, for not, like, like, I'm very late to the. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what? Well, wow. Interesting. Okay. If you guys well, don't want the ending of Star Wars, you're on the wrong show. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I watched a movie on the plane that was from 2022, but I hadn't heard of it. And it was called I'm Totally Fine with Jillian. Okay. Have you seen, do you know Jillian Bell? Uh-uh. The blonde. Um, and the premise, without giving too much away, is she starts, her and her best friend have a startup, a soda company that they end up selling for like, at the beginning of the movie, they've sold it for like a couple million dollars. And so they're going to celebrate, except the one friend died. She died of a con- like genital heart disease. So they planned this big party and only one of them is going. Aww. Yeah. But then it big twist. There's aliens. It, yeah. It's really, it was, I loved it. So it's, yeah, I'm totally fine. That one I recommend. It was really hard to find anything to watch on the plane. I, but that one was one that I liked. And then I watched, oh, I do. I like Shadow and Bone. Are you familiar with that one? Is it is it a book as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, but yeah. Yeah, by Lee Bardugo, and that show I like. So I finished that in on the, like the travels that I downloaded, and Love Is Blind Sweden. That's oh. that's where I'm at. I want it. Here's what I want to do. I want to binge Love Is Blind Sweden because mm-hmm. I need a show like that to just like ingest yeah. while I'm on the treadmill, and then we need to have a spinoff episode. I just I want to talk about it. We let's do that. It's really, it was good. It was good with, I don't want to give away spoilers, but it's way better than the last Texas one. I'll say that Okay, way better. And interesting because you you get to see, by the way, the pregnancy, there's the first love is blind baby. I can't wait. That's so exciting. I mean, cute couple. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We love bliss. (laughs) Yeah. I, I hate to admit this. Okay. My friend, Amanda, who, and my sister, we watch. We call it Bad TV Friday, whether it's Friday or Saturday, and we watch it. But her boyfriend told us that he found a show that he thinks we would really like. <laughs> and he was right. Mm. And so we started at season one. Apparently, there's like 10 or 11 seasons now. There's a lot of issues. I have a lot of issues with the show. So I'm not necessarily promoting it, but it's called Farmer Wants a Wife. I saw a preview and yes. I was like, I think that's for me. Yes. <laughs> big problem season one I'm hoping it's changed in the seasons but it's really misogynistic and initially because the I don't know if it what it is like the Fox TV the culture the premise isn't great the producers the editing I don't know but by episode three my friend and I were kind of like we didn't know the women's names because they weren't differentiated enough we barely knew anything about them and the only thing they had shown was them working on the farm that was like their test and I was like can you imagine if when I wanted was like dating Adam and he's like here's the test you have to work for me how good are you (laughs) like slave labor I mean it's like that's not great my mom was there and she's like well living on a farm it's like a really you know it's all encompassing and maybe they just want to see what his job and I'm like so what why doesn't he go to their job like what is this like (laughs) so I guess that's kind of what you're getting in a the farmer it seems like very um pandering to sort of like the trad wife movement yeah yeah because know. i was like what what Although what does he gonna go to their job for a day before this is over probably not yeah. it's mm-hmm. but i'm only three episodes in so i can't I mean, i'm hoping it improves and i'm hoping like because if that was like 2013 a lot has changed since then and in, yeah. in the way we do reality shows and getting to know people <laughs> on them oh 
can't wait. All right. I'm going to check that out too. I'm going to do them both because I need something mindless. And there's a bunch of seasons on Hulu, but for some reason they're under separate like boxes. So you got to find season one so we can talk about it. Okay. I'm in. Um, What are you reading currently? Um, Wreck. Okay. So this is weird. I am. (laughs) You know that I've worked on a lot of projects over the year and things are like all up in the air um, for various reasons. And I'm working on a new project. I don't know if I even told you about it, a new novel. Mm-hmm. And and I have one out on sub right now. And so that one's done. And this new one, I haven't really started, but it's got an interesting premise about kind of mystical things. Okay. So I've been reading mystical books, channeled books, and books about like Paris not parasocial books about paranormal powers okay okay I love this yeah like um you know like clairvoyance and stuff like that and so right now I'm reading these books by Paul Selig I don't know if I I mean they're interesting they're good it's a little bit about like those like what happens in the afterlife what what the spirits are telling us but also about them the like Claire Boyance, uh, oh, I can't remember. They're all, there's like Claire Audience, Claire, you know, like mm-hmm. you can hear, you can see, you can experience. So that's where I'm at. You know, okay. I love the weird stuff. Me too. A lot of the Vaxxas stuff is rooted in those kinds of power oh, channels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think anything that explores like the potential of, of the human mind is, I'm it. And what we call the spiritual world existing mm-hmm. in, a, in the same space as us. He For talks sure. about that, which, you know, and like I told, we were talking to Kristen about all that stuff. And I, if it's, what, I don't even have to know what's real and what's not real. That doesn't, I'm past that because I was raised so strict about it that I'm kind of like resistant to be like, this is real. This is real. I just kind of like yeah. to let it all be a soup. But even if it's, if it's not channeled or if it's not you know whatever then it's so creative it's so incredibly interesting either way yeah I agree and I'm reading life in five senses and it's very good and by I think Heather Rubin is her name and then and it's just all about she got pink eye actually (laughs) and then went to the doctor and but she couldn't see anything for a few days and it just kind of like reminded her of the power of sight and that letter on this, she's already a researcher and it read letter on this year long excursion of um, connecting more with her five senses. Okay. So good. And she's in New York city. Yeah. And then I'm reading Tom Lake by um, Ann Patchett, which is kind of everywhere right now. It was like at the airport. Oh, after like 16 hours of travel from Oslo to Atlanta, to Amsterdam to Atlanta my flight in Atlanta was like delayed several hours at midnight and so we thought it was going to be canceled it was like one in the morning so I read for like three hours about it there so what are you reading um okay so I started it's Salika Jawad from the New York Times she had a this column um life interrupted She's great. She's a friend of a friend. So I kind of got turned on to her through that. Um, And she wrote this book, 
years ago be- called Between Two Kingdoms. Oh, yeah. She's married to John Batiste, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Have you read it? No, I randomly just stumbled upon her Instagram the other day and I saw the title and it looked familiar. Yeah, she's amazing. She's I'm I really I don't know her, but I love following her and I think their relationship is so beautiful. They were just in like Architectural Digest showing off their home and it's gorgeous and so interesting. And anyway, so this book um, is about her life. It's a memoir, but it was essentially, you know, she was diagnosed with leukemia um, and given like a 35% chance of survival. So she ended up beating it. And then she was, you know, writing this column and, and people would send her letters to like help her and encourage her. So she ended up at the end of her treatment or through her treatment, she goes and meets the people who send sent letters um, and wrote this memoir about it. So I, I just started it, but I love her writing style. Yeah, that sounds good. That's funny. You mentioned it and then I just stumbled across it yesterday. And so I feel like that's a sign. I'll have to add that to my list. Yeah, I think you really like her. I just think her writing is so, it's, I guess, what like what writers aspire to, where it's like, beautiful but it's simple and it's digestible um and then I have another book I actually so the, these are books I picked up for tour but of course I'm like oh all these books that have been sitting in my house for 20 years I'm not going to touch but <laughs> yes. these for tour I need to read right now um I bought this book and I brought it up here because I'm like there's no way I can even explain like the premise of this book I then one chapter in and I'm like this is the strangest book I have ever read I cannot figure out what's going on can't stop reading it. It's called Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead. You know this? Mm-mm. No, so never heard of it. It won a Nobel Prize. It's by a Polish author. I'm going to butcher this. Olga Targzuk. Oh, I've seen her. I've seen her titles a lot. Yeah. She has a couple of books that have been definitely translated and done well here. I'm going to read you what it's about. Um, sorry, Claudia is rehearsing in the background here. Um, It says, in a remote Polish village, Janina devotes the dark winter days to studying astrology, translating the poetry of William Blake, and taking care of the summer homes of wealthy Warsaw residents. Her reputation as a crank and a recluse is only amplified by her not-so-secret preference for the company of animals over humans. Then a neighbor named Bigfoot turns up dead. (laughs) At first I was like, is it it really a Bigfoot? Like, I don't, okay, we don't know, TBD. Um, so soon other bodies are discovered in increasingly strange circumstances. As suspicions mount, Janina inserts herself into the investigation, certain that she knows who done it, if only anyone would pay her mind. So that was enough to get me in like astrology, poetry, and Bigfoot. Hell yeah. But the writing is sort of transcendent. The writing is bonkers. It really is. Like it's almost, it's almost like there is a code that you don't know about yet. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm detectiving the language, um, which I find really fascinating. And yeah, I need to know, need to know. It's so not enough to be like, I can't touch this because I'm so off-putting. It's like not yeah. that kind of. Writing. And it doesn't feel put on or mm-hmm. like pretend yeah. someone's trying to be weird. Inventive. Yeah. You know, and almost childlike, but not childlike because it's eloquently written, but um, yeah, I can't even describe it. So I brought it up here to show you. I was like, there's no way I can even. She has another one that I've, I saw everywhere. And I and I 
maybe even two other ones. So I feel like I need to hop on that, hop on that train. Yeah. She says that she has 10, 10 books that have been translated into 30 languages and flights. Her other novel won the man booker. Okay. That might've been the one I've seen everywhere. Yeah. So there's an, yeah, that, yeah, I'm going to check it out. I've one, one of my friends, Alex mentioned her books several times to me. So Okay. Lizzie, well, this is your sign. Yeah, it's another sign. I was just looking on the library app to see if I could find Between Two Kingdoms, but it's not on there. So maybe I'll look up her name and see what they have. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really good. I just I found this really cute bookstore by Addie's Boxing. And I'm like, oh, I have what like a, a dream. Towel. Yeah. <laughs> they have and trouble. Book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I. There's another European writer I love. Not that similar, though he does have his very, like, his very specific voice and comedy is Frederick Bachman. Have you heard of him? Uh-uh. Oh, it's very, very good. He wrote Anxious People and the Beartown Trilogy. Okay. Oh, and um, A Man Called Ova that was translated to, or the movie is called A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. Okay. And, yeah, he's Swedish and very, very funny. Also, like, surprisingly heartfelt in in mm-hmm. funny ways so i recommend i recommend his work too there's nothing better than finding a writer like you, you know you read books this is what i'm reading whatever but like you find a writer and you read something of theirs and you're like i love this and i love this person and i want to read everything yeah. by them like it doesn't happen very often but i love when it does um, yeah, well i've read like four Paul Selig books. So that's the first one I read. Because <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, what is happening? It's so strange and interesting. So it is fun because then you're like, oh, I know what's, and I get them all from the library. So I'm just like, oh, I know what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's great. And it kind of like unlocks a super interest in a weird way. Um, yeah. And then music, what we haven't really been, do we talk, we're doing music? No music. We can, I yeah. guess. The only thing we don't have a lot of time at the moment because there's so much music <laughs> happening. So much happening around. Uh, is there anything new? Good. We've just been Addie and I've been listening to a ton of Ella Fitzgerald's Lullabies of Birdland, specifically. It's Black History Month, and their school. Um, every year they turn the school into like a different theme, and then because it's an IB school, they deep dive into topics. They engage all the senses to go across like a multicultural sort of like world perspective. So when he was in like second grade, I think they turned the whole school into a museum and every floor had different, like different black artists. And this year it's the Harlem Renaissance. And so they're turning all of the classes into different like jazz clubs. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What a dream. Cool. I went and decorated last week. Ours is the Savoy, the Savoy ballroom. And so we went and decorated and then the kids in music class are learning take the A train and a bunch, you know, some like jazz songs on the ukulele and singing. Um, so they're doing Ella Fitzgerald. We've been listening to a lot of her. She's the best. And that's really it. And it's just, I mean, jazz is so nice to have just in general all day. Yeah. It's so listenable. Um, and he's like really interested and fascinated by that style. Oh, that's good. I've been needing something when the kids get in the car. We have like a kid playlist, but it is not my favorite music. It is their favorite music. And yeah. but how long we've listened to it so many times. I'm like, can't. So I don't like I'll put on Americana or, you know, something that it's just like on my screen, my home screen. So that is really a good recommendation. And I think I'll just 
Yeah. Put that on today when I pick them up. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. It's great. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise I've been listening to Boy Genius because I'm like, oh, this is new music that I actually like and I can feel connected to the youths. And that's rare. Yeah. <laughs> I have like yeah. the Sylvanesso, Maggie Smith. I have like a few connections in, but for the most part, that book that actually Life in the Five Senses talks about how it's really hard to like new music after a certain age because you set your preferences in between like 15 and 20 years old or something. And then, and I'm really stuck in that time. We've talked about this, but yeah, yeah. there once in a while will be something right. That'll That's boy genius. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's close this morning. Actually, when I woke up, Claudio was listening to, and he like rarely listens to new music, but he was listening to uh, that band military gun. Oh, I haven't heard of it. We're out on the cruise with us. It's really good. It's oh. like punk pixies vibe, like revival but they're getting, you know, a ton of press and they happen to be like uh, one of our, our management's other associated bands. And so he was like, this is actually really good. Okay, good. I bet it sounds like Keaton would like that. So maybe I'll play that for him. Yeah, he probably yeah. would. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's really it. And then just like doing things. We're just making stuff. Me, you and me be making stuff. Oh, I got a lot. I'm really trying to kick myself in my own ass because I'm like get to work girl work like a few hours a day and there's a few hours a day and that because I've been so tired because there are like 47 viruses jet lag I don't know and the lack of motivation a general lack of motivation so the listeners I'm... don't know that we had a 20 minute discussion about all the viruses before we pressed record. oh that's right that's right that. I forgot <laughs> they didn't get to the joint we don't they don't need to hear it they already know they know the flu besides flu season yep children new york city three kids we're a mess so but i feel really inspired and i that's why i wanted to talk about recommendations because i'm like i really need to bring some more of just kind of random inspiration in and i think i got some good ideas thank you yeah all right, all right. okay well, we did a lot we talked about our things and um see you next week okay we'll be talking okay all right <laughs> godspeed <laughs>